This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop, And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Reception Perception, the show. James Cole and Matt Harmon. I want to talk about A.J. Brown. It's an interesting debate right now, right? Because both A.J. Brown and Tyreek Hill are on pace for 2,000-plus receiving yards. It's never happened in the NFL. And quite frankly, I think we would be talking about A.J. Brown a lot more if it wasn't for the brilliance of Tyreek Hill. Um, but it's an interesting, you know, kind of thought experiment that I, that uh, I've seen going on online. And of course, gotta ask our wide receiver guy Matt Harmon here, AJ Brown, Tyreek Hill. If you're starting a franchise, who are you going with? Oh man, <laughs> that's a really, <laughs> really, really difficult question. Um, not for nothing, too. Like if we're saying start a franchise. Uh-huh. Um, Tyree kills a little bit older, right? He's 29 okay. years old. AJ Brown is 26 years old. Um, he just turned 26, I think over the summer, if I remember correctly. So, I mean, that does, if we're, t- if we're talking about start a franchise that theoretically should come into, into play. If like, I'm starting a team that I'm going to build around for the next great year, point. Yeah. I, th- I think if I'm like drafting a team to play on Sunday, I think I'm yeah. probably not caring as much about that age. And then I'm just comparing skill set. Um, man, this is really difficult because I think both <laughs> these guys are like elite level players. Uh, right. you know, I said that going into the season, they were among, they were in my elite tier of r- real life NFL receivers. And by the way, like I think both of these guys, not to toot reception perceptions horn, but kind of to toot reception perceptions horn. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Hey, it's, it's what I do, right? I should at least tell you when, when things go well, right? These are two guys that showed elite capital E elite traits before breaking out. Right? Like the big one is obviously Stefan Diggs that, you know, he showed elite level RP metrics before getting to Buffalo right. where he then became established as an elite player uh, based on the stats and everything like that. But right. Obviously, it was in RP where he was like top five success rate versus man impressed. Like AJ Brown was that guy in Tennessee too, right? You know, he was up there. If you just look at his uh, first few seasons in 2020, 79% success rate versus man, 81.6 against press. Like that's elite level stuff. That was his second season. Um, mm-hmm. Tyree Kill, right? I always talk about his rookie season. Was was he a gadget player? But he had an 80% success rate versus press in his rookie season. Like these were elite level markers before it was kind of obvious. And I think obviously these guys have just stayed in that elite tier since then. I think if I'm picking one again to like play a game on Sunday, I think I'm going to go with Tyree Kill on that one just because okay. 
I truly think he changes the math. Um, I do too. And, and look, I mean, you're obviously dedicating extra resources to AJ Brown, but we have quite literally seen Tyree kill split double teams two weeks in a row now. And double yeah. coverage is, is kind of a little more rare than people think. Like we think like, Oh yeah, they're just doubling the number one receiver on every play. No, not even close. That yeah. doesn't really happen. But I mean, Hill can beat double teams really like nobody else can. And, you know, just generally, again, he's such a great route runner. He's so great in contested situations and he's just got speed for days in like the yak department that I think he is probably the most valuable receiver, like most, maybe the most valuable player non quarterback to his individual offense. I think it probably would be between him and McCaffrey. And I think AJ Brown's probably up there, but I think there's a, a touch more of like what Tyreek brings to the table. That's slightly different. You know, what's really interesting um, about what you saw, saw in terms of the RP metrics um, for both of these guys too. It, I feel like regardless of, of, how you felt about them as players. I think the general consensus was first of all, early in their careers, you talk about Tyreek Hill. Is he a gadget guy? And the RP metric said, absolutely not it to a lesser degree. I think AJ Brown also was fighting that a little bit in Tennessee, not gadget player, but just raw athlete player. And when you say raw athlete, you're in also indicating he's not that great of a technician. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think reception perception showed no early on. No, this guy's a very technically sound player as well. Um, and again, I know the whole, we, we got into the whole analytics wars last week, <laughs> but again, the idea that yeah. Tyreek Hill is quote unquote, just fast is at this point in his career. It's just, it's outrageous. Come on guys. Like, what are we doing out here? You know, like we've seen a lot of guys that are freaking fast that are not good wide receivers. Okay. Like, come on. Yeah. What is going on? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And and he's always been a way better route runner. I think that people give him credit for, you know, he's cleared 75% success rate versus man in every season since 2018. And it wasn't like he was that far off in his first two seasons either. So um, he's been up there with the big boys in terms of his ability to beat man coverage. I mean, he's been over 80% success rate versus press in all but one season in the NFL, which is incredible. That's so stuff like those are, again, that's when you are jumping into the elite tier, when you are in reception perception and you're over 75% success rate versus man and you're over 80% success rate versus press. And oh, by the way, he's also cleared 80% success rate versus zone in all but one season in the NFL. I mean, that is truly these are the elite tier of receivers. Tyree kill belongs in that group. You don't need me to tell you that. Um, but I really do think the move from Kansas city and he was great with the chiefs, right? I think absolutely. He was almost like overcasted as a deep threat in Kansas city because uh-huh. uh, you're playing with Patrick Mahomes and like he can put the ball in places that other quarterbacks just physically cannot do it in right. stride, right? Like to a guy like Tyree kill run down the field. But the way that, Miami and this offense has shined a light on his uh, skills as an in-breaking route runner. Um, the way he, he working over the middle stuff like that—that that really has been sort of. Um, it's it's beyond the fact that like, oh wow, he's not just productive, but like stupid productive with uh, a quarterback in Tua. That well, like, I think Tua is a really good player. I think he's a, a, a really good quarterback, but he's not Patrick Holmes, right? It was just like, okay, can right. he still be productive with Tua? 
I mean, not only has he been productive with Tua, he's made the entire offense go, you know, like, and, and he's yeah. done it in different ways. I think, like I said on the show last week that, that, you know, he's great in contested situations too. He's just like a pretty perfect wide receiver in my opinion. And right. I mean, shoot, I'd probably say the same thing about AJ Brown, that he's a near perfect wide receiver to your point. Like I don't, this is one of those questions where I hate giving an answer because it's like, I don't want to shade the other guy. So allow me to say some nice things about AJ Brown here. <laughs> You're so right that in Tennessee, it was so, he was almost typecasted as like a yak merchant. And even in college, right. like um, Scott Pianowski, who I work with at Yahoo posted today, like a scouting report of him being compared to like Juju Smith-Schuster because he played out of the slot in college. Like um, he's a little bit better than Juju Smith-Schuster. <laughs> AJ Brown. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and and again, that ability to beat man and press coverage, is w- which is what always to me had him c- cracking and knocking on the door of being a, a top ten um, elite number one wideout in the NFL, and and he's been co- sort of that's been exposed more and more in Philly than it was in Tennessee. But he was this guy with the Titans. It was just a different offense and different quality quarterback level as well. Yeah, the quarterback play obviously changed the the dynamic quite a bit. And uh, to be honest with you, too, uh, I think to be fair to some of his critics, too, man, he has been unbelievably healthy in Philadelphia, too. Yeah. Right. So that was part of, I think, the calculus. And obviously, Tennessee was just flat out wrong uh, about it. But Oof. again, if we are taking the full calculus at, at that moment in time, you know, certainly I think when you see a bigger player like AJ Brown is, and you know, he has a little bit of a history with injuries. There's cause for concern. There is cause for concern. And I think that is at least fair and should be brought up in the whole, Oh, Tennessee stupid for making the trade. It's a bad trade guys. I'm not trying to justify that. It's a terrible trade, horrible trade, but that was also part of the calculus. That's all I'm saying. Um, anyways, Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I, no, I would ahead. say that. Oh no, yeah, I would just say that different teams have different medical standards too. Like there might have been real concern in Tennessee's building that these are chronic problems that are going to hamper him, mm-hmm. you know, throughout the course of his career. And by the way, like you know, knock on wood, we haven't seen it happen yet. But right, maybe right. injuries creep back up at some point. Like I really, I mean, God, I hope not. I, AJ Brown's one of my favorite receivers in the NFL. He's one of my favorite players in the NFL. Period. So like, hopefully, we never see this yeah. crop up. But this is the thing when you are the GM, right? And you listen to your medical people and, and they might be sure. making a sound evaluation to just like the human body's a, a tough one, you know? So yeah. I think it's, it's right. a tough breaking news guys. It's difficult, right? That's yeah. why we're all here talking on a podcast about football and not pursuing our medical de- degrees. James. And I. So <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's a difficult one. I think obviously yeah. Tennessee just has to live with it. You know, they fired the general manager that made the move. Um, right. I read a, I read a report today. I don't know how much, how much truth there is in, in this. And you know, I don't even remember who said it. So maybe I'm just talking about tweets, but like that there was an offer in place between um, the Baltimore Ravens and the Tennessee Titans for Derrick Henry. And the Titans owner is the one who vetoed it. Um, 
you know, I don't, again, I don't know how true that is or not, but it is something that at least I've seen uh, being thrown out there. And yeah, I bet ownership has a pretty, pretty bad feeling about like dealing their star <laughs> players and um, shooting. Like even if the Titans, and we'll talk about them later in the show, even if the Titans are able to look at themselves in the mirror and be like, yeah, we're probably not winning the Super Bowl this year. It still feels really bad if like you deal you deal AJ Brown and they turn around and he's playing in the Super Bowl next year. Then like you deal yeah. Derrick Henry to the Baltimore Ravens and he's lifting a Lombardi trophy in a few months. Like that stuff really grates on ownership after a while. Yeah. Still, still a terrible way to run a franchise though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, evaluate totally. your players and ho- and you put faith in the fact that you got your talent evaluators um, have done their job. Okay. Now, obviously they didn't do their job properly. You know, you could argue here with AJ Brown. But uh, uh, again, you talk about an aging running back with a million miles on the tread. You're already you're already working him into a 50-50 split now with a rookie running back. It's like, what are we doing out here? You know, <laughs> obviously the coaching staff doesn't think that Derrick Henry can play a full complement of snaps, dude. I, it, anyways, whatever. That's for a different podcast. Um, all right. Final question on this whole, you know, Tyreek Hill, A.J. Brown thing. By the way, I just want to make it clear. I'm going with Tyreek Hill. No shade against A.J. Brown. But Tyreek Hill, just the way that he warps opposing defenses, you're not finding that. Okay? A.J. Brown, what he's doing, it's incredible. I think we've seen it before from other great wide receivers. I don't think we've ever seen what we're seeing with Tyreek Hill. The fact that he's just completely destroying coverages with what he's doing, his both his uh, separation at the line of scrimmage and it's the separation at the stem of his routes in combination with his speed, in combination with contested catch, in combination um, with his touchdown-making ability. I don't think we've seen that in the NFL, maybe not since Randy Moss. Maybe yeah. not since Randy Moss. Um, and man, this is it's just incredible. Uh, what we're seeing between these two wide receivers. But yeah, it's it's crazy. Let me just throw a couple of stats here out for you. Tyreek Hill, uh, he's already over 1,000. We already know that. Uh, 1014 right now in terms of receiving yards. Uh, 939 for A.J. Brown. So he, too, is on pace right now uh, for 2,000-plus receiving yards. Puka Nakua is number three at 795. Stefan Diggs is at 748. D.J. Moore is at 691. I mean, 691 compared to 1,014, that is, I mean, come on, bro. Like, what is happening? That's the difference between one and five in the NFL. Dang, man. He's going nuts. He's going absolutely crazy. Yeah, it's insane. I mean, he truly is doing, like, unbelievable stuff right now. And, um, you know, I know you have on the dock, like, are these the two best receivers in the NFL? Right. I mean, I think right now these guys – I think right now these guys are playing the best football of any two receivers. I mean, the guy would have had, and you know, we did rank these dudes on the show. The guy had it number one in the NFL is currently not playing football because he's on injured reserve in Justin Jefferson. I think he was having the best season of any receiver last year, but this is hey, yo, this is why we put stuff in tiers, right? Okay. Mm. This is why Mm. uh, when I say there is an elite tier of receivers, that's why that it's like a group of, coming into this year, I think it was a group of seven for me. It was Justin Jefferson. It was Steph Diggs. Uh, it was uh, Jamar Chase. It was Devontae Adams. It was, um, you know, Tyreek Hill, A.J. Brown, um, and Cooper Cup. Uh, you know, so that was the group of seven. Right now, you would reorder those, and you would yeah. definitely put Tyreek Hill and A.J. Brown at the top, but maybe by the end, the start of next season, 
it's back to, you know, Justin Jefferson and Steph Diggs. But right now, yeah, these two guys are playing the best football position. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company. 